your host, Sean Aaron, and welcome to Them Boys Inc. Podcast. This show is a platform where trans men of color voices can be amplified as we share our transitional stories and many other issues that are relatable to trans men of color in our existence. This show is not only to amplify our voices, but to raise awareness and conversation around our lived experiences. My next guest, I got the opportunity to sit down with Andy Gonzalez. They are an artist, an advocate, and community healer. In this episode, we talked about mental health. We talked about post-op depression. We talked about false narratives around transitioning and how there's no prerequisite or certain boxes that you need to check off in order to follow this journey. We also discussed Andy's uh, GoFundMe page, which was set up in order to help Andy raise funds for post-op care. So stay tuned. Hey, this is Sean Aaron, the host of Them Boys Podcast. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? Great. I'm glad that you are. Would you consider donating today to help support the continuation of this podcast? As you know, this podcast aims to serve as a platform to highlight and amplify the voices of trans men of color and share our transition stories. The podcast not only aims to amplify trans men of color voices, but it also raises awareness around our lived experiences. You would like to donate? Where can you donate? Great. I'm glad that you asked. Link in our description will take you directly to Network for Good, whom we've partnered with in order to collect donations for the podcast. Or you can visit our website. On the website, click the donate button. And from there, you are able to donate directly to the podcast. All donations are tax deductible. What does the donations go to? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. Your donation will help to support our production costs. We are working with Jasmine from Pink Lady Productions that brings you this awesome content. And also, we pay our guests an honorarium. Pay our guests an honorarium? Yes, we do. Why? Because as trans men of color, we would like to support and uplift each other and honor the time that's given out to come here and share their stories. So if you love this podcast, share and donate. See you on the next episode. Take care. Welcome to the boys podcast. My name is Sean Aaron. He, him, he is. And my next guest is an artist, an advocate, community healer. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Uh, my, my name is Andy. Corali Gonzalez. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Thank you. I appreciate you for being here. So, Andy, I like to ask everybody to start, like, how did the name Andy, how did that choose you? So I could break it down, the first name, um, Andy. I actually got the name. Uh, I'm really close with my little nephew. He actually, he passed away. So one thing that really reminded me of him it was his favorite toy and movie was Toy Story. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm his Andy um, from Toy Story. So I was like, okay, like that. Um, to honor my nephew, I chose Andy. And then Corali, I really love nature and um and so I really appreciate nature and honor nature, Corali of the water of like the coral. So I was like, you know, I want to, uh, something that is really connected to me. So the water, the ocean. So I want to choose Corali and just my last name is my mom. 
last name Gonzalez. So <laughs> have my mom in the front. So that's how I <laughs> chose. Oh, that's good. I'm sorry about to hear about your nephew. No, it's all good. Thank you. Yeah. So the the name that's very powerful, like to be able to put together. I feel like it's it's a privilege to be able to like put together who you are and who you want to walk in the world and in your name. And and I appreciate you for sharing that. Thank you. So me and you, we met previously, and I don't remember when or where or how many times. Do you remember? Yeah. When we met, it was on the when I used to do youth organizing. We we went to I think it was a board men of color um camp ah yes right yes uh so that's where we met on the camp and uh when we used to be the mentors of the youth on the camp so it was really it was really good you know getting to know someone else also and building like healthy masculinity within the men of color um having another person it was really good to see like oh actually have my community here my trans community here present <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's how we met okay i was I, I usually remember how i meet people and then people usually don't remember how we met but i'm glad that you remember thank you yeah <laughs> yeah so where are you currently living at right now what city are you in um i'm in la okay in la gotcha cool south so central. <laughs> south central la yep. oh. so you're not that far from me about a what, five or six hour drive I'm in the uh, Bay Area. Oh, you in the oh, in yeah. East Bay? Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. we're close. <laughs> yeah. So just give us a little story, like tell us your transition journey from beginning until now. Yeah. So um, my transition story. So I came out. Um, uh, first it was uh, I came out as you know queer or like my sexuality um, at um, pretty young age as youth and it was definitely a little struggle with my blood family I would say more like the parents um but then you know later on um now when I was I would say on my 20s that's when I came out as trans well I mean I always felt it but I was publicly open and sharing that with people on my 20s um and so um, I feel like the people that were really like my for my journey has been my queer familia. I would say um, my friends, uh, my sisters. So I it was a a struggle to even figure that out. Like okay, like even put the put it into words what I'm feeling because there was things a lot of like I was experiencing going through and figuring out. Okay, like. Who am I? And um, I think like we sometimes, I don't know, from my experience, I was like, I know how I feel, but sometimes the language, that's where I had the barriers to figure it out. And so I, you know, I always felt like, okay, what do I, you know, who am I? And so coming out as trans has been a different, completely experience than I came out as queer. It was completely different. Um and so having going through like, you know, transitioning and actually advocating for myself at my jobs, um, at school, um, with my family and friends, and being called name by the way I want to and honor myself has been different and um some challenges for sure. 
Um, but I, you know, I struggle with a couple, um, you know, I struggle with a couple of things with like trying to navigate society and figure out what do I want and not trying to, you know, do what society wants me to be. So I think that's where my challenges came from. And my first process was like to try to ground myself and like, okay, what does actually Andy wants from this? And like, would I feel comfortable? And, and so, um, yeah, navigating the world, even within the binary. Uh, but I feel like my trans community has been, um, you know, the most being with my friends and my community has been the most healing from all this. You said that there were some things that you didn't want to be based on what society thought you should be. What, what you want to speak on some of those things? Like what were some of those things that stood out to you that you wanted to make sure that you that you did differently or that you did for yourself, not what other people thought you should do? Yeah, of course. So I feel like, you know, when I was doing my work and my research and like, okay, like what does it mean for a trans person, especially for a trans person of color? You know, like for me to see myself, um, I usually even see a lot of like the mainstream or the dominant culture of like, oh, like your experience can be like, you know, like a lot of examples I had. It was like in the race perspective, it was like with white, the white community um, or like my experiences living in society, like I could like transition right away and I'm go for it quick and instead of like it's my process and like I should like feel like I don't need to rush on it and feel like okay like I'm figuring this out like where I feel comfortable and um and so I feel like connecting with other people with my trans communities um, that were also like struggling with that it was you know, checking, like having that group support that we were like, okay, what do I feel comfortable with doing within my transition? Like I just did my top surgery, you know, and I'm pretty excited for it. You know, I, even the whole struggle that comes in with the pain and everything, but, you know, knowing that actually like, you know, yeah, like I, there's things that I need to have you know, and like in order to get where I'm at and, and like, I decided to like, wait until for me where I feel comfortable within myself and like that I want this surgery, you know, and even with um, testosterone, um, with all that. So I feel like it, it made me feel that I, you know, when I came out, it was like this whole pressure of like, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you, are you going to do that? And asking those questions, I was like, wait, I, I just need to first like sit with myself mm -hmm. and process this feeling experiences and from there go on and deciding what I want and when, when do I want it, you know? So I, I feel that um, that's where I was mostly. That's that's so important because we get into the, you know, people think that, oh, to identify as being trans, you have to do you have to check off certain boxes and mm -hmm. you don't to identify yourself as a trans person. You don't have to have top surgery. You don't have to start T or anything like that. I remember when I right before I started to transition, I had um, 
I met with someone, somebody was like, oh, you need to meet this guy. He's cool. You know, he's, you know, and I was like, all right, I want to meet him. And so he looked at me the first thing when we met, he didn't even know me. We said hello. And he looked me up and down. And then he was like, oh, you, you saying you trans, but you haven't even started tea yet. And he turned around and like completely ignored me. And oh. like, I was like, damn, like, for one, like, I can still identify as who I am and I have to go through the same processes that you go through. So like knowing that the processes for each person is different. It doesn't have to equal the same thing for everybody, right? So how long ago did you have top surgery? So I got it on August the 15th. So I I definitely know like the whole pandemic delay. I've been working on it for a while, but it, August 15th, I got my surgery. Honestly, I was like, for me, I was like thinking about it and like the day of I got in the morning I was thinking I was the first one in the morning I just went in there and you know I was like it just felt right I got in the surgery room and like it just felt right and um I was just told the surgeon oh it was my anesthesia and I was like okay I'm ready just like I'm ready for this so I just felt like damn like this is was exciting um so it's been I could say I just finished this Monday my second week um I'm going to my third week this week um so that's yeah it's been pretty good yeah so how does that feel like to to finally take that step how how does that feel like what does that mean for you I honestly I feel like it's an uh an accomplishment a lot for myself Mm. like it's been um been working through this um and like as a share like a lot of struggles that i had and like figuring out what i want i feel like this meant this is for andy this is for me you know so for right now like i feel like accomplished that you know that i even though all the things i struggle with like i did this and like I, you know, I feel pretty excited and, you know, even even the, the healing process has been a little challenging. I feel that I'm right here and like, I just can't wait, you know, where I'm just ready to go. You, you know, my first thing is definitely like, I like to skateboard, so ride my skateboard, oh, nice. like, you know, at the beach. So that's, um, I'm looking forward to have more you know, experience my new, like the way I feel right now, comfortable in my body. Mm, so yeah. yeah, definitely. Skateboarding. I used to skateboard until I fell off and broke my ankle. Sure. <laughs> and after that, I said, fuck skateboarding. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I was trying to go down the hill. I was trying to be an expert. And then my cousin came behind me and pushed me. So I went down the hill even further, faster, I mean, but I couldn't stop. And I hit a tree and like literally my toes twisted all the way around. So my ankle was in the front and my toes were in the back. Oh, my God. Yeah. And after that, <laughs> I said, yeah, I never got on a skateboard ever again. So I'm I'm, I'm scary. I talk about that before <laughs> in, other, in other episodes, how scary I am. I'm scared of like everything. So riding a skateboard okay. is something else that i'm scared of so yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool so you plan to go out shirtless tank top how you yep. are you planning to... um my shortlist for sure oh, you know so cool. having my shirt by wrap up with my my shorts um yeah so that's where i'm pretty excited 
But by the beach, I'm not trying to go down the hill either. Yeah, that was kind of silly. Yeah, I shouldn't have been doing that. Especially like I wasn't a, I wasn't an expert skateboarder. Like I shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. yeah. So I know you like really like to focus in on like the mental health of trans and gender nonconforming folks. Um, do you want to speak on that a little bit more? Yeah, no, of course. I would say it started, you know, my experiencing my own experience. Um, the importance of recognizing how um, focusing on like my healing process and like just centering my my mental health in this journey has been really helpful. An example would be that was helpful for me in my own journey is like my sobriety, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Within everything, um, with alcohol or, you know, drugs, everything. I think that's for me was, for my own personal experience, everybody has their own, you know, coping. But for me, it was like, that was really helpful for me right now, um, just to ground myself and just like focus what I want to do and, you know, building other ways and avenues of like how to, you know, like work through my own stuff and like, you know, heal and and center my my joy. Um and so that comes with, um, you know, within also my own work and organizing like that uh, with youth and in my community, recognizing how within the trans community, how that's so important for our journey, whether we want to transition or whether we want to work, you know, which everything we want to do, um, recognizing how, you know, society, how it impacts us, you know. And creates a lot of barriers for us. So mental health, you know, I'm currently want to become a therapist right now, you know, because I recognize um, I go, I'm doing my master's in MFT right now. And and I recognize the challenges that we go through, you know, the medical system and like being honored and recognized of like actually like, you know, I'm not here to convince you who I am. I just, you know, I want to be here and through this process and like as on, you know, honor my experience. And so I feel that um, that's, you know, the most important part is like having that, the support for having like, you know, our mental health. Like I honestly, you know, our journey shouldn't be like, we shouldn't go through a lot of struggles just to be who we are and challenges and like, we should have the support system that we need, mental health, um, not only for us, but people around us that are also, um, like, I want to work with family. So, like, what does that mean? You know, how to support the family, too. Are you talking about families of folks that are transitioning? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in, like, working in therapy with with the families separately or together with the, the trans-identified folk person and then their family together or individually? Um, it could be de- depending on, on people's experience and circumstance. You know, mm-hmm. I really definitely want to work like with my community, you know, in their journey, you know, and in the transition from certain states. I don't in California, like we need like the therapy letters, right? Like yeah. how do you have it accessible for those things, resources? Um, so for that and and that and also for like if if it's within um the system of the family if that's something that will support even the youth 
right? Like how to provide support to the family. And that's going to help out, you know, if the trans youth or like if, or, you know, the experience of, of our trans community and for the family that also is trying to learn. Because that's what I felt like. I felt like my family was also going through this. Even right now, my transition, my top surgery is like I'm, they they've been like wow like this is a learning experience for all of us so mm-hmm. definitely want to be able to um support um yeah yeah how so, has your family how has your family been like in reaction to it like i know earlier you talked about your mom like how how was your mom specifically around it well to be honest i feel like i i you know like two days before I had a conversation with her I went to go see her and like and you know I now we're we're at in our relationship she's like really supportive and I feel like she's also learning like you know what is like my experience and she just shared her fears of like how our community you know we go through a lot of stuff and she was like but I want you to be happy, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want you to know that I'm here for you and um, which is a big changer. Right. And so I feel like that um, was really helpful. And even after, you know, like me going through it and like my partner, my family, my, you know, they've been also learning like, wow, it's like, for someone to transition, for trans folks to transition, it's like, they need all this, you know, this whole support system. And like, um, they've been like, here with me and through my, you know, when my, when I started, like when I came back, you know, my sister's um, been there. And so they've been just holding me, being patient, understanding that, okay, like, you know, and like my nieces and my nephews, that they are a big part of my life. Um, they also been their kids, you know, they're six, they're eight. So they're so like really down and open, you know, for mm. kids. Yeah. So I feel that um it's it sparked more conversations about like gender and like, you know, in my community in my family, you know, that I'm pretty happy, you know, I'm like, hey, like they're they are, you know, talking to the kids within my sisters and my mom. Like they're, they're really, been, you know, learning a lot. So I'm in a, in a positive way, you know. Yeah, that's good. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's good if it's in a positive way. I know, like when when you transition, like people are like transitioning with you, and some. Uh, takes a little bit longer to adapt than others i know when i was first when i had my top surgery like i sat down with my mom and had that conversation too like like a couple of days before but my mom wasn't catching on that fast and she was still uh saying the wrong gender she was she 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 her 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 all the damn time so i told her i'm like you know what i don't want you there with me at the hospital when I have surgery and she was kind of shocked too. Like she was like, well, why not? I was like, because I don't want to hear she, I just don't. And nobody in the hospital calls me. She, nobody calls me my DNA, but you, 
and I don't feel comfortable. And I don't I don't know if like that conversation stuck with her, but she kind of started to shift after. I think like when they see like, oh, okay, you had top surgery, like, oh, okay, this is not a game. This is for real, right? This is like, yeah. this is serious shit. As I know my mom at first, she tried to con- convince me not to have top surgery. She's like, you just need a better bra. I'm like, no, lady, like, no, I don't want a bra at all. Like, I don't want a better one. I don't want none of it. I just don't want any of it. Right. So I think you it's it is about being patient and but you gotta really learn to like advocate for yourself and speak like what you need. And we gotta have those hard conversations with folks, even our parents. Um yeah. Wow, yeah. Like what you just shared right now. I was like, I'm not gonna lie, that was the question I had. Like, who's gonna be here? Like, you know, like the people I need to be in my right now. Like honestly, I'm this is the time I have to just what you just shared is that you just have to center yourself, you know, yeah. like you're going to go through the whole process. And I feel like for me, I was, that's the same thing. You know, I just have to have these conversations and learn how to have those, um, those, those boundaries. Even sometimes it's hard with family, you know? Yeah, it is hard, but at the end of the day, you have to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. And if they're not with it, you kind of got to be like, this is happening. And you know, you just, I don't want to have you involved at this moment, maybe later, but right now I need this moment to be for me. And I don't want to, I I didn't want to feel the anxiety of yeah. being scared. That, oh my gosh, you're going to call me the dead name. Or, oh my gosh. You're going to say, you know, wrong, use the wrong pronoun. Like I didn't want, I didn't want any of that. And so I like, this is a major surgery. I want to feel relaxed. I need people around me that love me, that accept me. And so that was just what it was. I think she kind of got her act together a little bit after that. But, you know, I just did. I couldn't have her there. So when we talk about like um, top surgery and we're talking about like how to fund top surgery, we Mm -hmm. could let's talk about access and like Uh how the 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 lack of access for trans men of color. Let's let's talk about that. For starters, like the number one thing, to be honest, like been been a challenge for me. It's like, first of all, it's like even before having the surgery, having like a stable place, housing, like mm. a place to recuperate, like all those things, like a job, you know, I think that's where I saw my challenge. I, that's like one of the reasons why, you know, I didn't wait for my surgery until later, like until right now, because those were like real challenges that I had, you know, like, okay, like I need to have like, I didn't have like the insurance or coverage for a long time, my surgery, you know, I didn't know the language or like the resources, the housing, the work stability was so, it's so real, you know, because like, you know, I didn't got my place until like a month before my surgery, you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. So I was like wow. running, like trying it to figure it out. Close. It was so coming close and I was just so stressed out. And this whole pandemic definitely made things a little hard. And so I was like, damn, like I really have to like have all these things set up, you know. And uh, fast forward, like for me, I got the 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 privilege that I or the opportunity that I got covered by my insurance that I have medical here in LA. But recognizing the other challenges of like um for trans masculine men of color like you know those things are really important like like the stability the employment like do we even get that you know or like 
challenges with the law. You know, I gone through those things, you know, um, the mental health resources to process this journey, you know, um, the support system, the family, you know, or the friends, you know. And so for me, um, my biggest challenge has been, you know, um, it has been that, you know, and even having people around, like, it's going to be on my care, you know, like, can people take time off work, you know, or like, my, my sister, my family, like, they're all moms, they have their kids, you know, and so for me, I think that was, uh, that was the biggest, uh, you know, learning that, okay, like, I, I need people to, um, you know, the care after, you know, I was, I feel like I was like barely making it, having all these things and trying to plan this out. And, you know, I feel like even after, like, you know, I feel that surgery, I I still didn't have the opportunity. Like I was barely playing, like barely making certain things, you know, for the surgery. And so I feel like, um definitely having like a job and everything you know I you know even right now with the pandemic that's something that I, I have been jumping around for a while you know and so now um that I have the opportunity that I have a little more stability that's been helpful but now like after the I think for me it's like okay now I'm here like I just figure out the most important things now I need to now also figure out now after the care and so that's what's for me after the surgery I was like damn I have to figure now this out after the surgery like what will be my care and so that's been the most challenging yeah what would be like some advice that you would give somebody that's like I don't I'm I'm in the same situation Andy I don't know what I'm gonna do I know I want to have surgery but I don't have a job I don't have a place to stay like what would be some advice that you would give someone in that situation what you're experiencing is real you know those challenges I always look doubt myself I think um what I'm experiencing is you know those challenges first not you know, just recognizing that I'm like, it's not you, you know, it's um the how things are in society, like that is carried all these barriers and be yourself, you know, be true to yourself, recognize who you are, acknowledge that, surround yourself definitely with people who are there with you and for you and your community will be the biggest support, you know. And so for me, it's like rooting myself to my community has been my biggest support through these challenges, you know. But other than that, I think, um, yeah, that I, I I have myself and the support that I have with me. And like, and um, that's been really helpful to ground myself, like my community through these challenges is like, you know, they've been here. So I think that's what I can say. So you have your GoFundMe and I feel like it's an obligation as a community to help each other. Right. Yeah. So 
I just want to put it out there like, yes, Andy does have a GoFundMe. I feel like we all <laughs> should go on there and donate because no, like for real, we really had that obligation and that responsibility to hold each other and to carry each other and to take care of each other. And it's not saying like, oh, go give, go give Andy a thousand dollars. No, it's saying, hey, you know what, Andy, all I have is five dollars right now. I'm not yeah. going to get this Starbucks on Wednesday because I'm going to give my $5 to you to help you with your recovery. And I think it's almost like a chain reaction because then I feel like, especially if you've already had your gender affirming surgeries, I feel like it's really a responsibility to reach back and to help someone else because we know how that feel and we know the experience and we know the struggle that, that, and everything that leads up to it. And I feel like as a community to hold each other, like it's a res- our responsibility to help you. So if for anybody that's listening, Andy does have a GoFundMe. <laughs> go out there. Don't get that Starbucks. Don't go get that Big Mac for lunch. You know, go yeah. donate to Andy and help Andy, you know, to help recover. Because also recovering and not having a worry and not having a restress is a part of the recovery. And it yeah. doesn't tr- trigger anxiety and depression and all this other stuff. I know previously, me and another guest, we talked about post-op depression. So yeah. you're kind of fresh. I don't know if you've had any experience with that yet. Have you? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, I think just like um, definitely, I think for me it was like, damn, like even right now, the COVID thing makes it sometimes difficult even to see my friends, you know. Mm. I was going to tell her up a friend, like, hey, come over. She just got COVID, you know. Uh. And, like, so it's just so hard. And so I think for me, it's, like, having having a community to talk through this process. It's not just, you know, like, hey, like, how was, like, how was it for you? Or, like, or like you know, there's certain things that are really difficult, you know, for me. It's, like, having people helping me out you know and like mm-hmm. certain things I can't do right now um for me it was like damn like this is I just want to really just center my surgery right now you know and like my what I'm going through and sometimes it's hard like figuring things out of like my care like you know I need, I'm seeing my doctor my surgeon every every other day you know Mm. for my care and so it's even so challenging that every time I go see them after that I go to sleep you know it's like mm. I'm tired you know and so sometimes hearing someone like hey I've I gone through this like I think having my friends reach out to me has been really helpful just because like I you know some of them it's it's really um it's it sometimes it's really hard, you know, to reach out and I'm just in pain, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. you know, going through it. And I feel like for me, it was like, because for me, as an example, I got I got it in my left chest. I got a hematoma. Mm. So it's like, damn, I don't know if you do. You, no, you want to explain what that is? Yeah. For so folks who like, don't know. OK, so I got like a a blood clot on my left chest you know and so um I, I didn't got drains you know this, and you know i'm not gonna lie my surgeon appreciate that and they really did a really good job you know but my you know i um i did got uh hematoma so going through the pain you know, i was like going every other day to get drained you know this past week you know and and now when yesterday um and so it's just it's draining you know and 
And sometimes I feel like I want to talk to my friend about it, you know? Like, I, you know, I, I was barely able to talk to a friend about it not so long ago, like, two days ago. Like, oh, yeah, like I have one, you know? And I was yeah. like, okay, like, um, you know, or feeling like, damn, I feel like we talk about, like, oh, like how, like, this has been a good thing. But, you know, talk more about the pain stuff, that it's yeah. real, that it happens, you know? And so it's like, I feel like I've been it's been difficult for me to like even document myself because I want to be real, like, you know, document myself like, yeah, like you, I do go, I went through everything, the good, the pain, mm-hmm. everything and recognizing this part of it. And I didn't have those. I think I, I was looking and thinking and like going over like videos, other people's experience, but I feel like I, I, there's a lot of lear- learning curveballs that I had you know mm-hmm. from the surgery afterwards and like down after care um and having the right people with me I feel like that means a lot you know so yeah it was a you know it sounds a little bit of everything because I'm just I'm still processing this you know yeah so, yeah when you when when we talk about when I well, when I talk about post-op um depression too like do you have any like uh feelings towards your body now that may be negative that you didn't think that would come up yeah i think um i think i would compare myself sometimes with other people's journey mm-hmm. you know i think that was like damn why why do i have this you know like i think for me it was that and um to be real, I think that's been the most, you know, a little challenging comparing myself with other people's journey and, you know, thinking about like, um, I think for me at first I was like, okay, I, um, I had this surgery, you know, and um, being tender with myself and patient with myself. I think for that, it's been a challenge, you know? Like, I I feel that I've been um, learning to, you know, just rest, you know? Um, and I have, you know, my friends always tell me, you just got to rest, you don't, don't push yourself. And I've been thinking about like, the outcomes, you know, like my own expectation. You know, my friend before this, I'm glad a friend told me, like, well, what is your expectations of it? You know, what if, you know, asking me all this question, what if it doesn't, you know, something that you don't expect? You know, I think those kind of questions was helpful for my friend to ask me um, my expectations after like post-surgery and stuff. Um, and I think the most challenges has been compare myself to other journey but at this point honestly i'm just trying to see myself out the tunnel from the healing part yeah. and i was like you know like the skateboard that's what i've been thinking um and so i think my 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 biggest challenge is just to be patient with my my body and in the process of the healing and everything and not compare myself with other you know other people yeah any 
Um, but in the expectations of how am I going to feel and look, I'm honestly, this is still new to me right now. You know, like yeah. every time I trip out, like I see myself in the mirror, I was like, oh my God, like this is real. And so I still thinking about it. What was it going to feel like, you know, where I'm healed? And like yeah. about the binder, like that experience. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm I'm still going through those those waves right now. Yeah, it definitely takes some time to get used to. Because I know when I first had my surgery, I, I had a lot of depression. I was like, what the hell did I do to myself? You know, like I talked about this before, like I used to because I had large breasts. I used to lay on. I was a side sleeper and I would rest my arms on my chest. And then when my chest was gone, I was like, well, what the fuck I'm going to do with my arms? I don't know how to sleep. So it's like all these different things that you think about. But it's like not comparing yourself to other people because your journey is your journey. Your story is your story. You can't compare to nobody else because you're you're not anybody else. You're Andy. And so I sometimes I you know like I may say I take I think that some people have good results, some people don't have good results, some people have complications, some people don't. And I was talking to someone like a couple of days ago, they just had top surgery too. And so they were like, Oh, I'm getting my drains out. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh shit, that's gonna hurt. But I didn't say that. You know, I didn't want to <laughs> tell them that. Because it hurt for me. I I literally want to choke the shit out of my surgeon when he when he snatched those drains out. I thought he like literally ripped my soul out of my armpit. That's how bad it was. But I, I didn't want to share that with them because I was like, well, you know, I, I'm a I'm a wait until they tell me how the experience was. And then it was like, oh, it was cool. It didn't even hurt. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, but that was my experience, right? They didn't have the same experience. So it's like being aware that, you know, this is your journey and just, you know to embrace your journey and to de definitely document it. If you're not publicly documenting it, definitely document it for yourself because you want to look back down the line and be like, yo, I, I I went through that. I recovered and I healed. It was like parts of myself that I didn't think were ever going to heal. But now fast forward years later, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm finally happy with what I did and much the choice that I made and how everything looks. So it takes time. So definitely be gentle with yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you saying that, Sean. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah. go back to your GoFundMe. So the link to your GoFundMe, I'm going to put in the show notes. So for anybody that's listening, I'm serious. Help Andy. Uh, donate. You. Yeah, because it's one less thing you got to worry about when somebody, when your community takes care of you. That's what this is about. Like community to take care of community. So definitely. Yeah, I, I, I do want to share, you know, I think it's fundraising, it has been something been going on historically with our community, you know, like I remember going to my friends' fundraisers for their top surgery or like, you know, being part of the care team from my friends, like it's, I think that's the beautiful of our community is like how we, you know, are here for each other, you know. So um, I think that's the most powerful that we have. And it's like we built other avenues of how to support each other. So definitely, I will always appreciate people who've been supportive through this process. Yeah, yeah for sure. Holding each other is, is necessary, for sure. Um, for sure. So is there any bit of advice or like last words that you would like to say for anybody that is listening? You know, I, I think I will say that our, you know, 
I think for my trans community, for my trans, you know, masculine or men of color community, trans men of color community, it's like, bro, bro, we got each other, you know? Well, you know, this is, you know, we're magical, powerful, mm. you know, and um, we're, you know, be your authentic self. Who do you want to be? Focus who you really want to be first, you know? And, um, you know, I think we're sacred and honor for who we are, you know? And so I think um, I that's been the most important for me right now is like remembering like damn like I recognize I'm all like right now that I'm going through my whole community I was like damn I'm actually a strong powerful person you know mm, to go through yes. this and I'm like I did the surgery I'm doing it right now like I'm actually a powerful person like you know I all the times I would question myself oh, damn like hey, do I have the ability do I have the capacity the ability to go through this and like or even who I am the times that I struggle to really honor myself like when I would question myself because of outside society it's like no actually I am powerful you know I'm yeah. honorable and that grounds me to be like I'm here you know and I'm deserved to be here and you know so I think our, a little bit of advice is that we are a magical persons you know we are we are our community so yes I love that yeah thank you so this is the part of the show where I ask the guests a random question. So I got a list of questions. The list is always growing. Um, I just randomly come up with stuff. I'm like, oh, that's a good question. Okay. So right now the list is at 22 questions. So you just pick a number between one and 22, and then I'll read you that question. So it may or may not have anything to do with what we talked about. So, <laughs> Okay. I'll say 17. 17. Uh, 17 okay 17 says what was the one thing someone told you prior to transitioning that once you transition you realize was false uh, we kind of oh. touched on this too That's yeah <laughs> Damn. I probably could be more specific um I will say all those expectations and, and rules that I was put on as I was transitioning to being a, you know, being trans, like masculine or in the spectrum of, or like a man that I was supposed to be this way. And like, I'm a boss in this way. And I remember going through some workshops, I was like, what is going, like hearing stuff and like, you know, or within like the cis community thinking like, or putting all these expectations on me now that I transitioned and I'm going through this, damn, it's, I'm definitely be up far beyond than what those boxes people mm. had tried to put me on, you know, because honestly, I study my ground to it and just be like, actually, like, yeah, like I identify this way, you know, with, or it could be like within the binary or not, you know, like, but like, I could be as fluid as I can. I want to, you know, and I feel like that has been, um, you know, has been really like healing, you know, because I feel like I had a lot of this pressure before of like, damn, like I, I was like, what is it like, like following other people, how my experience should be. I was definitely feeling like that's definitely false. You know, I was like, yeah, nope. Absolutely. 
even right now, I have my top surgery. I was like, I'm still learning more of myself every day, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know the one thing that I spoke on earlier, the one thing that I was told before I transitioned was I need to be on T in order to transition or in order to identify as trans, which is false. And I'm yeah. glad I didn't listen to that. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and I and I was kind of like you. I found my journey when I found my journey. I didn't always want to do start T, but I, you know, I listened to my body and I listened to myself. So I knew what it is that I wanted. And I'm glad I didn't listen to that person. And I hope that that person and tell other people that and that they actually listen to that because that's false. So, yeah. Yeah. You have to definitely yeah. find yourself within your own transition. Yeah. We listen to each other, but you have to actually be true to yourself and who you are and what you want. Who you want. Yeah. yeah. Andy, thank you for being a guest yeah. on the show. I really appreciate you. Same here, Sean. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Yep. All right. Take care. You too. Bye everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's show. Once again, I'm your host. My name is Sean Aaron. Be sure to like, be sure to share this show out with folks in your networks. If you would like to connect with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can also visit our website at demboys.org. That's D-E-M-B-O-I-S.org. If you think you will make a great guest on this show, or maybe you have a question for myself or a future guest that you would like to hear answered on the show, please send an email to hello at themboys.org. That's H-E-L-L-O at themboys.org. Until next time, take care.